0: Welcome to episode four of the spoony celtic show i'm still doing it a month later so you know not a big deal but applause to me please thank you i appreciate that uh if you're watching on youtube you'll notice i have a background now that is not my dingy basement uh my wife and Ben both yelled at me about my background. So here we are. I've got a nice Celtics background that clips off my uh, headphones sometimes, but that's all right. We'll make it work. Uh, All right. So this episode, I'm just going to pick up where I left off for last episode. And that was, if you recall, evaluating Tatum against three other similar wings. And if you have not listen to that episode, I would say absolutely go and listen to that one first. Please bump those numbies for me. I would appreciate it. Where we're at is that basically we looked at their defense with Tatum coming, grading out to be the best, Paul George second, Durant, Ingram. Then we looked at playmaking. Tatum, I think a pretty clear fourth in the playmaking. And then we looked at the play type data uh, to figure out, who's the best at certain types of plays and more or less it looks like Tatum's a solid second in that uh but with Durant is just absolutely absurd like next level but that's KD for you uh so where I'm gonna pick up today is I'm gonna hit two different other types of scoring and then we'll jump in to kind of an overall impact metrics. Okay, but before we dive back in, that Memphis game was crazy, man. Like, I can't believe what a win. Great win. And just the way Tatum took that game over in the fourth quarter, the way he got any shot he wanted, the way he passed out of doubles, the way he moved the ball, the way he just looked completely in control of that game for the entire fourth quarter – And, you know, I I complained about this on Twitter, but that game will not go down as a clutch win for the Celtics, right? Because they ended up winning by like 10 or 12. Tell me, tell me that was not a clutch performance. You can't. That was an incredibly clutch performance. They were so clutch that it doesn't count as a clutch game. That's stupid. All right. That stat is very, very flawed. Although I will say Celtics certainly had a problem finishing games out in the first half of the season. So it's not great. I mean, the stat's not totally wrong um or anything but it's flawed it's very flawed same with the atlanta game right they just beat the ball- bag off of atlanta in the fourth quarter and it's like why is that is that worse than winning a four-point game no absolutely not that's very clutch to play that well in an entire fourth quarter but regardless that out of the way super fun win haters we've done it have we beaten a good team yet now have we beaten a good team finally all right we have okay Where was I? Big element of scoring here that I want to look at is rim pressure. All right. Super important. If you're going to handle the ball as much as these guys is, you got to be able to get to the rim, force the defense to collapse, and then either score or make plays out of that. So we're going to throw up this chart here. lot to this one. Going to run through it slowly Uh, as I have, as I want to do. Uh, And first, let's just go straight up drives, right? We're going to just look at the number of drives a game these guys take. And part of it is who has the ball more. Uh, And if you'll recall, Paul George ran by far the most pick and rolls. And it's not surprising. He's going to grade out as having the most drives per game at 13.9. Tatum, second, pretty good, 12.2. Ingram right behind him at 12, and then Durant at 10.1, and that's a function of how Durant gets his buckets, and we will see that in the next section, trust me. We will see why he doesn't drive, or maybe he does not need to drive. Uh, interesting. Points per game when you drive. So how many points do you generate from your own buckets when you drive? Despite being about one and a half, almost two drives per game less than Paul George, Tatum actually scores more points than any of these guys by a good 0.7, 0.6, 0.5. So Tatum's in first. He scores 7.7 points per drive, and that includes drives they pass out of. So it's not like he's bricking a bunch of layups. Well, he was, but not anymore. Uh, Durant second. These are right in order for me if you're looking at the chart. Durant second at 7.2. Paul George, 7.1, and then Ingram at 7. So all those guys, I think that's a really telling about how, how uh, similar their roles are, that they all have a really close number of drives and a really similar number of points off of those drives. So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, right there, Tatum, clearly out in front, despite driving quite a bit less than Paul George, uh, but more than Durant and barely effectively the same amount as Ingram. So he's he's been good driving the Paul uh, this year, although it doesn't quite show in this next stat, right? So Tatum leaving a drives points per game, that's kind of because he shoots more than the other guys when he drives. Uh, and I think that goes back to his playmaking numbers just being a bit worse. So he shoots more. That's why he scores more, because he's not super efficient, right? So Tatum's going to clock in at 47% on field goals on his drives, okay? Kevin Durant, by far in the lead. So despite driving pretty significantly less than the rest of these guys, he is second in points per game, and that's because he shoots 51.8% on his drives. Very good. Uh, Paul George, last, but in an effective tie with Tatum at 46.9. And then Ingram, 48.5, pretty good. He's also a pretty good playmaker. So, uh, you know, he's an effective driver. He can score and he can make plays. So he's right behind Durant. Not right behind, but he's behind Durant. Pretty solid step behind, but also a pretty solid step in front of both Tatum and Paul George. So, you know, looking at these first early stats on the driving numbers it looks to me like all of these guys have maybe different strengths and weaknesses with the drive game I don't know if there's a clear cut hey this guy's better Uh, Durant his volume's pretty low you want a guy driving a lot but like we'll see it doesn't really matter for Durant but if we're just looking at does this guy drive a lot and is he effective when he do, does it, I think this is effect like a virtual tie, really. I do. These all, None of these guys are really much better than the other, although I think if Durant wanted to, he could be, but nonetheless, we're only working with the data that's in front of us, so sorry, KD. Um, all right, paint touches. This is another part of rim pressure. This is not you have the ball in the paint. This is you are in the paint, and get a pass. Okay. So you're catching the ball in the paint. Important volume. I think more than anything, volume on these rim pressure stats is important. You want to get the ball near the rim, right? You want to put pressure on the defense and be, be near the rim. So uh, Durant and Tatum jump out in just number of t- touches uh, ahead of George and Ingram, who are George and Ingram are tied at 1.3. Tatum significant bump to 1.9, pretty good, and then Durant above him 2.4. He's seven feet tall. He's just more of a post player uh, than these other three guys. More of an isolation guy. So yeah, he just get it. he just gets his touches very slightly differently. That's um, not a crazy big difference, but so Durant getting the most. Rim pressure with t- paint touches Tatum clear second there um, and so that's actually gonna track almost exactly in the paint touch points per game Durant exactly the same amount 2.4 points on his 2.4 touches Tatum 1.8 points on his 1.9 paint touches I love what I love when this stuff works out here here we go Ingram. points on his 1.3 touches. All right, huh? We're right there. Everybody's the same. Everybody gets one point a touch, uh, except Paul George, you bum. 1.9 points, 1.3 paint touches. Interesting. Tatum and Durant getting clearly the most touches, clearly the most points. Nonetheless, Ingram, small step behind, then Paul George giant leap interestingly Paul George way out in the pack in paint touch field goal percentage so basically Paul George just does not shoot when he gets a paint touch but when he does he does not miss he's shooting 82 percent 81.8 but we'll call it 82 because that's what I said first 82 percent on paint touches when he does decide to shoot which apparently is almost never uh Durant just behind him, 67.2%. Ingram, 65.7%. And then a big drop is Tatum at 57.4. I think if you were to check back and look at our post-up numbers, you know, he's not a super effective post player. And, you know, a lot of these paint touches are probably those kind of post touches. Duncan's he just doesn't not do a lot of that. He does most of his damage on the pick and roll and in isolation, and uh, and he's much better at that than Paul George and Brandon Ingram, as we saw from last episode and those play type data. So um, Durant's just good at everything scoring wise. He just he could just score. Period. Overall, I think moving to the zero to five zero to five feet field goal attempts and field goal percentage. I think this is a good capture of rim pressure. It boils down like, okay, your drives, your paint touches, your post-ups, all the, all those like short floaters where you don't get quite to the rim, but you're pretty close. And I'm not talking like the Trey Young – one foot in the paint floaters. I mean the floaters where you're you're in there, right, right? It's it's almost a layup, but not quite. It's a layup. Flay up. That's is a good measure of paint pressure. And Tatum's gonna grade out this maybe this is why I like this stat, right? Tatum's gonna grade out by far the best here uh in attempts. So he's averaging six point one attempts at the rim, zero to five feet. I'm just gonna say at the rim sometime. So work with me here, people. Huge jump down To Paul George in second, somehow, uh, at 4.2 field goal attempts, 0 to 5 feet. Ingram, pretty big jump, 3.9. And then another significant jump to Durant at 3.1. So Tatum has way, way more attempts at the rim than these other three guys. Like different, almost bordering on a different type of player, I mean, that's just a lot more, again, I mean, you're just putting a lot more pressure on the defense when you're taking six field goal attempts in zero to five feet a game. I mean, that's, that's a lot, you know, uh, that's like a third of his attempts, almost a game are like in layup territory. That's pretty damn good. Uh, and these other guys, I mean, they're not even really close. Paul George is the closest at 4.2. I mean, two shots, is a big difference. I mean, that's a significant portion of your usage going to something else, going to probably a less efficient shot. So, uh, and on the field goal percentage, it's weird. Tatum actually grades out quite well. He's in a clear second place here behind Durant. Durant's got 68.1% from zero to five feet. I mean, again, the dude is just like, so fu- he's just efficient. He's just, if he does everything he does is efficient man probably eats really fast too you know what i mean like drives that like always puts on ways when he's driving to go the shortest route like the man is efficiency embodied it's ridiculous so he's at 68.1 which is freaking that's ridiculous That's like centers um tatum though Pretty good. He's up there, clear second place, like I said, or maybe I didn't. uh, I don't know. But if I did, like I said, if I did not, he's at 63.2% from zero to five feet, which is legit. Very, very legit. You know, Tristan Thompson shot like 54% from zero to five feet last year. I know. He's 6'10, 6'11. It feels impossible it feels impossible to be that bad at finishing when you're that big, but Tristan Thompson did it. So Tatum's a lot better than Tristan Thompson at the very least. And we will always have that. But nonetheless, I digress. Brandon Ingram, pretty solid jump down 60%. He's a easy third place though. Cause Paul George, despite finishing 82, you know, percent on his paint touches, he only finishes 58.3% of his shots from zero to five feet and not good. I mean that's getting into like oof. You losing a step, Paul? Like the athleticism waning a little bit, buddy? I don't know. That ain't great. That is bad. Uh so rim pressure. I think when you look at volume, I think when you look at efficiency, man it's hard to knock Tatum here. I think it's really hard to knock Tatum. I mean, just from a pure field goal attempts amounts, he's by far leading. He's the second most efficient. Durant's the most efficient, but he's attempting half the number of field goal attempts. He doesn't drive nearly as much as JT. um, And you know he's not generating as many points when he drives. I mean, it's a simple fact that volume-wise, Tatum's I think the best here, the, the most on, you know, the most complete on volume and he's second, third in efficiency. I mean, isn't that what you want? Wouldn't you want a guy who's doing it a lot at a slightly lower efficiency than someone who's doing it? Not half as much at elite efficiency. I'd say you probably do. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. So maybe you'd have Durant above Tatum I don't know, George and Ingram, I think it's tough to really I'd probably take Ingram, frankly, uh, 58% from zero to five feet is really bad. I think you got to put Paul George last here. I really do is the worst in drives field goal percentage and worse than zero to five feet. And his volume on paint touches is so low that I mean, he's getting point nine points a game in paint touch. Like, what is that one? I mean, that's nothing. Who cares? Who cares that you're shooting 82%, right? Like, yeah, so's Grant Williams. Like, we're not out here saying he's one of the best finishers in the league, right? I mean, so, yeah, I think you got to go Tatum, Durant, Ingram, George in that order. And I think overall, you know, right now, I think this is a two-player race between Tatum and Durant. Uh, but things are about maybe about to change a little bit. We'll see. Okay, so... Another huge part of these guys' games is jump shooting. And man, I was worried what these stats would look like for Jason Tatum. I will be honest, I was not looking forward to getting this point. It turns out Paul George and Brandon Ingram are having fucking terrible shooting seasons, too. So let's bring these numbers up. Uh, yeah, three point field goal percentage. I thought Tatum would clearly be last. I mean, 30. Uh, so the uh full disclosure I looked these stats up for last week's show that last week's show went super long these are about a week old so uh I know Tatum had one at least one decent shooting game between then and now I doubt these have changed much if at all so I figured Tatum would be by far the worst from 3 he's not he's he's not he's uh, in a virtual tie with Brandon Ingram at 33.1% Brandon Ingram's at 33.3 Paul George bringing up the rear at 323 And then Durant, clear head and shoulders above 37.2%. Catch and shoot, three-point field goal percentage. This is where Tatum is the worst. Uh, he, he's pretty – well, it's pretty close. I mean, it's, it's a minimal difference here, I think. He's at 35.9%. Durant, 36.7%. Paul George, elite catch-and-shoot guy this year, 39.8%. Very good, very good. Uh, And Ingram, just a step above Tatum, step below Durant. Very minor steps, like a baby step. We'll call it a baby step. Uh, And at 36.4. So early returns here, I think you probably have Tatum in last. Um, But it's close. I mean, it's like a virtual functionally not a lot of difference here other than durant who's clearly out ahead Um, what's wild is his catch and shoot three-point field goal percentage is lower than his overall three-point field goal percentage and we're about to get to that so here's a part of tatum's game that i think is an outlier season for him tatum has been an elite pull-up three-point shooter less so from the mid-range but in general an elite pull-up three point per shooter percent. Woo, great. Okay, we're rolling. Sorry, it's Friday, four forty-six. I'm getting tongue-tied here. Tater's been an elite pull-up three-point shooter his whole career, and overall I would say just an elite pull-up shooter, even though he's not amazing at the mid-range, but just in general, the value he brings with pull-ups is elite. Uh not this season. So I think he's gonna grade out on these pull-ups really poorly. I don't really think it's reflective of who he is as a player. And it's actually scary that if he was shooting his normal percentages from pull-ups, how insanely good he would be, but I digress. So pull-up field goal percentage overall, Tatum pretty pretty clear last place here, 32.7%. Then Paul George at 36%, and this is overall pull-ups. This is not three-point field goal percentage on pull-ups. This is overall pull-ups, threes, twos, ones, if they existed, all of them. If you shoot a pull-up free throw, this is in there. (laughs) Not really, but that'd be funny. Uh, So Tatum, clear last, 32.7. Paul George, 36% on all pull-ups. Ingram, 41.3. Durant, I mean, head and shoulders, different player, different type of player, different type of dude, 47.7% on pull-ups. What? <laughs> what doesn't even make sense, dude. Like how? Shooting 50% on pull-up jump shots? How? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. This number is pull-up threes. Oh, Brandon Ingram, buddy. You might want to stop shooting these. 22.5% on pull-up threes. I should have grabbed his volume numbers. I did not. Uh maybe I could grab them and have Ben throw them in the video if you're watching. So but yeah, Brandon Ingram, 22.5% on pull up threes. That's doo doo. That's bad. That very, very bad. Paul George is not much better. He's at twenty seven point two percent on pull up threes. Tatum, still bad, but way better than those two. Thirty point three percent, and then KD, killer. 38.2% on pull-up threes. And mind you, that's about what uh Tatum shot last year on him. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, this is a massive outlier on pull-up threes for Tatum in a bad way, bad outlier. Okay, so I I couldn't get a mid-range pull-up field goal percent number, so we're just going to look at all mid-range jump shots, but I think judging from how these guys play, I would guess the vast majority of their mid-range shots are pull-ups. And Tatum's going to be pretty last here, like distantly last again. Uh, 37.3 from mid-range on jumpers. Not great. Very not great. Ingram, 44%. Pretty good. I mean, that's actually really solid. If you're shooting 44% on mid-range, especially the types of mid-range shots these four guys have to take. I mean, usually I got defenders draped all over them, man. You're hitting almost half of them. That's good. Paul George right there 45.2% and then way above Paul George is Kevin Durant at 55.1% from mid-range. I mean what I how how that should be impossible for the types of shots this guy takes. I mean it's obscene the shots he takes. It's insanity. I mean He'll have a defender draped all over him. He'll get undercut, you know, like a dirty play, and i will still just stroke the fucking mid. I mean, it's nuts. That's Kevin Durant, dude. I mean, he's tops in basically all of these. Uh, uh, I think some of this is going to depend on, like, the catch and shoot, three-point, who's after Durant. I mean, Durant's clearly the best jump shooter of this group. But who do you want next, I think, kind of depends. Like, Tatum, step ahead on the pull-up three game. Terrible in the mid-range. Barely behind in catch and shoots. So, I don't know. I think I'd probably... I mean, Ingram's just so bad at pull-ups this year, man. Like, detrimentally bad. Um, I think you'd probably have to say Paul George. And then, I don't know. Ingram and Tatum are tied for third on this one. I don't know. I don't think there's a big gap really between, I mean, Ingram's profiling as at least from three, almost a straight catch and shoot guy with those pull up three numbers. Like that ain't good, man. 22.5%. That ain't good. That's probably like what Al shoots on pull ups or something. <laughs> uh So yeah, there you have it. All right, let's summarize before we get to the last bit, which is going to be looking at some of these overall impact metrics. So I think we've got Tatum, Clear runaway, Not clear runaway, but Tatum, definitely number one defender of this group. Then Paul George, then Durant, and then Ingram, a distant fourth. Uh, playmaking, man, I think you got to go. Playmaking's tough, man. I think I might go Ingram first. I don't know. That might contradict what I – I probably should have listened to last episode first, but I think you might go Ingram first, and then George and Durant in some impossible to – pull apart tie so and then Tatum pretty clear last there play type Durant Tatum big golf Paul George Ingram rim pressure i think you're going to go Tatum Durant Paul George Ingram and then scoring Durant George flip a coin Tatum Ingram so i think Tatum overall you're looking at a guy who sets apart who who's sets himself apart from these guys because of his one defensive abilities, right? He's bordering on an elite defender and two, he's kind of a Swiss army knife with what he can do. Like Durant's money is really made in the mid-range. Like if that shot goes, that will significantly limit what Kevin Durant I mean, maybe not, right? It's KD. He can probably just be like, well, I'll just shoot more threes or I'll just get to the rim more. But right now, a lot of his bones are made in the mid-range. Paul George, he's had kind of had 26 games, kind of had a weird season. Super inefficient as a primary ball handler this year. Not missing catch-and-shoot threes, though. Still solid playmaker, solid defender. Um, so... I think overall on the jump shooting, I mean, it's really hard to separate Tatum and Paul George, I think. Um, I would say this season, it's pretty clearly Tatum. uh, Just from, one, he's played a lot more, but his rim pressure is a lot better. He's just a better primary ball handler, and both of these guys are on teams where they need those abilities, despite the fact... That Paul George is a better passer, better playmaker, um, that's come around some for Tatum. And he's just not as efficient of a number one option, man. And that's what these guys are first. They're number one options. And I think as we move to our last section here, which is the impact stats, that's really going to show itself. And so I will say some of these stats are highly influenced by your team, but all four of these guys are massive maybe the most important players on their team. So it's kind of a chicken in the egg, right? I mean, if you swapped Ingram and, and Tatum, do you think the Pelicans would be significantly better? Because I do. I mean, these impact metrics, I'll just spoil this. This is a runaway for Tatum. Like run away. It is not close. And I think that goes to, he's kind of a hard, he's not the most efficient guy. He's not the best playmaker but he is efficient and he can play make and he's a border on elite defender and he lives on at the rim apparently, right? And he can, you leave him open, he'll make a shot. I mean, he, he's got an answer for just about everything, even if he's not at elite at any of those things, it, just yet anyway, if that makes sense. So net rating, flawed stat. That's okay. The nice thing about net rating is it tells you a very specific thing, like some of these different stats. It's kind of nebulous, super complicated math that I assure you, I do not understand at all, (laughs) at all. Um, But net rating just tells you, do you outscore the other team when this guy is on the court regulated for a hundred possessions, right? So, Tatum's net ratings absurd. It's ten. <laughs> it's probably higher now, uh, but anyway, it's ten as of me looking this up a couple of games ago. And uh, we outscore teams by ten points per one hundred possessions when he's on the court. That's nutty. That's insane. That's all time great levels. I mean, it's nuts. Durant, pretty damn good. Four point five. Paul George 1.3 and they were playing good ball when he was healthy too so 1.3 Ingram bringing up the rear here as he will 0.7 so plus 0.7 I mean the Pelicans are underwater in net rating overall so it's pretty pretty important if that Ingram's in the positive that's good uh real plus minus this is ESPN's proprietary stat Tatum again way out in front 7 Real plus minus tries to. It's it's like net rating, um, but it tries to correct for the strength of your teammates to take out some of the net rating. You know, you've got a better team with your net rating. Your net ratings will be better, right? So even with that correction, Tatum clearly out in, fir- out in first with 7.0 RPM, four point eight for Durant. These neatly go in order on most of them, so this is nice for me, easy for me. Uh, 2.9 for George, and then poor Brandon Ingram, 1.7. Uh, Durant's 4.8. I think I misspoke there. 4.8, 2.9 for George, and then 1.7 for Brandon Ingram. Raptor is 538's proprietary stat that tries to estimate. It's, it's similar to RPM, right? It tries to regulate... How impactful a player is with a plus or a minus number, uh, like net rating, but with a lot more complicated math going into it to regulate for teammates, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Again, Tatum way out in front. Um, If I could get sick of saying Tatum was leading these stats, I would because of how many he's leading. But I can't, I can't get sick of that. <laughs> I wish there was a hundred stats. <laughs> I'd read them all off. Uh, Six point two for Tatum, three point nine for Durant, two point nine for Paul George. Again, right in order from a chart. Brandon Ingram, negative one point three. Not kind to Mister Ingram. Really b- brought down by his defense, man. The Raptor kills him for his defense and rightly so. I think we underrate how important defense is, especially for these heavy-volume guys. If you can be a heavy-volume, efficient guy who plays great defense, you're going to grade out very well because that's a great player. That's a very impactful player, so it makes sense. Uh, Win shares per 48 minutes, uh, super flawed stat. It breaks down your box score into a number To estimate, hopefully this makes sense, and this isn't just word soup to to you guys, but it tries to take the box box score stats, boil them down to a number, and then say, how many wins do you add to your team every 48 minutes, every game, right? Um, So Durant's actually leading this one at .2 wins per 48. Tatum clear second, 0.15, then Ingram, actually, 0.08, and then Paul George in last, 0.04, and then my my least favorite stat, um, I believe this is a uh, B ball Index's stat. I mean, great, great stat, horrible name, I mean, just truly despicable, despicable name, they might have well as named it Stalin or something like that. The LeBron stat. Ugh. But it's a good stat, I will say. Yeah, they do great stuff. you've Ball index. They're great. Uh so the LeBron, Tatum, again, way out in front. He's as good as three point nine three LeBrons. I think that, that's what that stat means, right? It does now. Uh Durant, two point nine three LeBrons. So full LeBron less than Tatum. He's one LeBron worse than Tatum. Paul George, 1.58 LeBrons. uh, So one and a half LeBrons worse than than Kevin Durant. And then 1.58, or I'm sorry, 0.61 LeBrons for Ingram. So Ingram is 61% of a LeBron. (laughs) 0.61 LeBrons. Uh, This is so dumb. I apologize for the Stalin joke. I did not even think because of what's going on with Russia. Um, So, sorry. Looking at these impact stats, uh, I just think it's really clear who's had the most impact in winning this year, and I think it's Jason Tatum. I mean, I know the Celtics are killing it, and that may go to somewhat of why he grades out so well in these stats, but look, man, his entire career, the Celtics have... Bodied teams when Jason Tatum's been on the court. And this year's no different. They've been okay when he's sat, but they're way better when he's on the court. I mean, they are not an elite team when he is not on the court. And they are very elite when he is. And I think that goes back to what I was getting at here, right? On the offensive end, Tatum, does he grade out better than some of these guys at these things? No. But he's consistently, other than playmaking, second or third best. Well, I don't know. Jump shooting's tough. I mean, this is such a down year for him. But other than clearly playmaking, he's last. He's not bad at playmaking. It's just these guys are all really plus playmakers for being big wings. I mean, that's a rare archetype. The fact that Tatum can do it as well as he can is important. Uh, And he puts on the most rim pressure. He's the second most efficient in all these various different play types. Uh, He can shoot, right? And he plays the best defense. I mean, I think unequivocally this year he's been the best defender. So the impact stats frankly show he's by far better than the rest of these guys. I don't think that's true. Um, But I think you can make an argument – He is clearly the second best player after Kevin Durant. Clearly the second best player after Kevin Durant. And I think there's a case he's had a bigger impact on winning. A lot of it due to volume. The fact that he just plays every game and plays 36 minutes a night, uh, which is something I think we discredit and don't really take into consideration when we're talking about value. But a guy who's there every game playing at a borderline elite level every game is super important it's super helpful it's huge and Tatum is that guy that's what he does so yeah I I think you can make an argument that on the whole Tatum's had more impact on winning than any of these guys I do not think he's a better player than Kevin Durant (laughs) he's definitely not a better player than Kevin Durant Uh, but I think he's probably better than Paul George and I think he's definitely I mean Ingram's just a step below these guys Ingram's or uh yeah, Brandon Ingram's fine. Nice player. Very nice player. I mean Tatum George Durant, perennial all-stars at worst. All NBA guys. Ingram, you know, he'll make a few all-star games, maybe. He's a good player. Very nice player. You know. Steve Smith type of career. I don't know. Josh Smith if he didn't go crazy. You know, like multi-time all-star, but not a superstar nobody who's in the conversation never in the conversation for all nba but good player good player um so yeah that's really it i think you know my my official ruling is i would have durant one tatum two paul george three and brandon ingram four and going into this i actually would have probably had paul george over jason tatum they both had down shooting years i think Paul George is starting to show some slippage, right? He's just not getting to the rim as often. He's not finishing when he gets to the rim. He's not efficient with some of these more primary ball handler type uh, play types. And his defense, just a little step behind Tatum, I think, this year. Um, So, yeah, I think all that adds up. Tatum is, I think, clearly a better player than Paul George right now. And that's awesome. And... The fact that I'm coming off this Memphis game with this podcast after he just absolutely dominated a fourth quarter against the NBA's pot- new poster child and John Morant, this is good timing. Makes me look pretty smart. I'm not. Trust me. Uh, but it's certainly nice to feel like, you know, Tatum's, Tatum's supporting your argument every time he steps on the court, right? And he definitely did last night. Um, So, yeah, that is going to wrap up this one. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed kind of this two parter. Uh, I think next show, I'm going to have maybe two or three shorter little segments where I'll dive into some numbers quickly, Um, not a deep dive like this. Like I said, this show is really just going to be about me. Whatever strikes my fancy, I'm going to look into it, I'm going to talk about it. Um, Hopefully, I'm making it enjoyable. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Everybody's been showing me. I really appreciate it. And that's it for me on this one. Thanks.